0: Good morning and afternoon and evening, and welcome to the Mindset Alchemy podcast, where we work with the chemistry between your thoughts, your words, and your actions, and uh, how you create, generate, and shape your life through what you think, what you feel, and what you say. I am so delighted to have a guest with me today, Rachel Farnsworth from Wellness with Rachel. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you for being here with, this, with us this morning. Please, can you tell the listeners a bit about yourself?
1: Hi, Janine. it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. So, yes, I'm Rachel Barnsworth, and I'm wellness with Rachel, and I am a rapid transformational therapy practitioner and a Reiki master as well. And like you, I work with the thoughts, the feelings and the emotions Lying behind the issues that are preventing to analyse and release them, so that they don't show up in your life anymore.
0: That is awesome. Now, what got you involved with Reiki? I'm fascinated. And then I'm going to ask you to please share your daughter's story, so I don't forget okay. to ask you. <laughs> okay. So, well, Reiki was
1: actually after I'd had a session using the method that I'm trained in there's there's other people training it as well. So when I was I was going through toxic relationships um, and it was after that session of healing from this, the toxic relationship pattern but I had a funny feeling in my stomach it was it was felt really heavy like I'd a plate full of chips and it was just laying heavy on my in my stomach and I just couldn't shift it. So the lady that did the, the Um, therapy on me suggested Reiki and I had a session and I just, I was fascinated by it so I knew I had to train in that as well so I actually combine that now with my rapid transformational therapy so while we're releasing the old emotions I'll send them some Reiki if they want it and I find that that's really empowering and it's just, and also if they're going through a bit of a bad time you know, you can still say well I'll, I'll send you some Reiki and I do that once a week as well in my Facebook group, I'll let them have anybody that wants it can just put a comment on a Sunday and I'll send them that at nine o'clock UK time. So it's just that nice connection as well, that energy healing that, you know, doesn't take a lot from me, but it means it means so much the recipient as well.
0: Oh, that is beautiful. Yes, I also, I love sharing energy for those who are receptive to it. You made a very specific point there where you said people who ask for it. So many times people will send energy and other person's not receptive to receiving it. And so you're wasting your time. Um, Anyway, that's an interesting point of view. Rachel, I would love you to share what happened with your daughter, with your rapid transformational therapy and just inspire our listeners a bit there.
1: Thank you. Well, it was just, but to start with, can I just give you a little bit of a background that I was going through toxic relationships. I was in an abusive relationship. I hadn't really realized that it was abusive because it sort of crept up on me and he was an alcoholic and various other things, but it was just... Um, it was okay until he married me, and then everything sort of changed. The, the, like the light switch went off, and it was just a different story, and I felt trapped. And, but my kids felt trapped as well, and they were 12 and 16 at the time, and they'd gone off to live with their dad, which I didn't blame them, but as a mum, it just made me feel so broken, and so guilty, and all those emotions, and I just didn't know what to do with myself. I was hurling on the bed, and I really didn't know what I was going to do, and a spiritual medium friend came into my life and which we've been friends since 11 but not really close it was quite odd how she just felt the need to connect with me she went away we went away together for a weekend and she was saying oh I think psychotherapy would be a good thing for you and I was like oh what do I do with that you know what is okay getting the qualifications it's going to take years and years and years and then what so I was sort of looking at what what was, who was I? Because I really got no idea. I was a hands-on mum. I was working in a school because it just fitted in with the, the, the role of being a mum. And so thinking about who am I was really quite scary. I was a people pleaser, an overgiver and codependent, which I hadn't realised I was that either. But so it was all about everybody else. So thinking about me was, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and so I decided to go into counselling as a to, to train in that um but the local course that i was doing was actually you needed hypnotherapy in the first year and i thought oh that's just so boring what do you do with that i'll just think walk through that i'm really interested in the counseling and it was local so i just thought oh well you know but it was actually more interesting than i thought and the second lesson the teacher didn't turn up so i ended up googling hypnotherapy to just sort of bit more self-help what can i do let's learn something about this Marissa Peer popped up, who trained me in the method of rapid transformational therapy. And then it was like, oh, she's making so much sense. Every thought you think creates a physical emotion. Why did I not know this? You know, And it was all the other stuff that she was talking about. And then it was like, I've got to train in her method. But when? Because I'm already doing this other course. So I ended up doing them both simultaneously, driving myself completely bonkers by just being passionate about something really for the first time in my life apart from my children. It was just like, wow, you know, it was like something was speaking to me on a different level because I never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. I was working in a bank because my mum said it was the right thing to do. You know what I mean? And it was a job for life. So I just sort of fell into doing things because other people said it was a good idea. And here I was for the first time in my life at 49 I think I was direct my own life and you know and I just got no idea that life happens to you not you know not to you through you so it was just but to me it was all about you know things happen and you can't do anything about it but actually you have got that direction when you understand it and that's why it was so it's such an eye-opener for me so I just trained in the method in June 2018 I got my qualification. And it was just like, well, now what? I don't know what to do with it now, you know, because the next step was scary, isn't it? To actually see some clients and actually do something. I've got the certificate, I've done it. But what pushed me out of that comfort zone was that my daughter, in October of the same year, was going through a flare-up of her autoimmune disease. She was diagnosed at one-year-old with juvenile idiopathic arthritis. So it's arthritis in children with no known cause. And... She was going through a flare-up. She'd been in this for 14 years at this point. She was 14 years old, been diagnosed when she was born, And she'd been on drug-reduced um, remission for two years. So we just came off the drugs. Eight weeks after after being on the drugs, she started having flare-ups. Her joints were swollen. And they said, no, you need to go back on the, on the methotrexate. But neither of us could face that because that meant self-injecting being sick every weekend, feeling nauseous in between, dreading the next weekend and the whole pattern. And both of us were just like, quite frankly, I'd rather have stuck that plumbing needle in my own eye than watch her go through that. And so neither of us could face that. So that was like the, the pain point of, look, we need to have a session. Let's just see what happens. And I didn't really believe I could do it. And I remember putting in the Facebook forum of the RTT group, you know, this is what my daughter's going through. Can somebody help? And one of the ladies said, well, you can do it, (laughs) but I'm not Marissa. (laughs) I know she's done it, but who, you know, I can't do this. But they said, well, just, you know, who better than her own mother? So I thought, okay, I better have a go at this. And I thought, well, even if it takes 50 sessions, it's worth it. We did it in the one. And it blew my mind because it was kind of therapy by numbers almost. I didn't know what I was doing. I knew the steps. I knew how to, but I didn't believe in me. That was the thing i just hadn't got that self-belief and so we did the session and the session revealed because we go to the root cause lying behind it like the emotions lying behind it and her emotions were that she needed pain to be like everybody else and that just blew me away because at that point as a moment a therapist there's like two of us in the room going oh my god i'm doing this and know, it was like both as a mum and as a therapist, I got the two sort of conversations going on in my head of like, like a cheerleader. And it was because she needed pain to be like everybody else and everybody else, because I didn't follow her. I was like, who's everybody else? She said, well, my cousin had got cancer and my other cousin had got a hernia and my brother's got asthma. So everybody else in her little world had got pain, but actually everybody else was already better. But even if they weren't she could understand looking at it logically that her pain wasn't helping anybody else either so she was able to analyze and release that using her conscious mind and so i said to her what do you want to do what do you need to do to release it and our subconscious minds love imagery and pictures so she said i just need to tie it to a pink helium balloon and watch it float away and that's what she did and she said she felt a click in her head and in her joints as it left. And it was so powerful. We were both sobbing at the end of it because it was such an amazing thing. First of all, it was my first session, proper session. And secondly, because it was my daughter, it was just like every emotion under the sun. Um, and yes, yeah, she's been pain-free, symptom-free and medication-free since then. So the doctors have said that she's, um, she just grew out of it because I was trying to tell them what I'd done and they were looking at me like I should be tied up with a straight jacket and the key thrown away. Quite honestly, it was quite a scary moment. But I thought they would be open-minded enough to sort of understand that there are different ways of doing it, but they weren't. (laughs) So um, they just said that she outgrew it, but how do you outgrow something when you're in the middle of the flare-up? You know, your joints are so painful, you don't just suddenly switch it all off again. So it was that um, getting to that root, analysing, releasing it. And and then once I'd done that, I was like, "Mm, you know what? I really have got to get out of my own way. I'm quite introverted. I'm quite a shy person, um, really. But it was just, I've got to get this message out there that there are things that you can do. You don't have to just suffer your pain for the rest of your life. There's things that can be done. And the answer lies within your own subconscious mind. It's not out there. Um, and that's really why I'm so passionate about what I do. And I've helped so many other people with other kinds of issues as well. Chronic lung conditions, uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver. I've even helped a lady out of a wheelchair and she's now walking with a walker because that was about toxic relationships. And I think she was telling her mind that she can't stand this because our minds have got no sense of humor. So I can't stand this. Oh, and it was about looking at that, and she's now getting stronger and stronger every day. So that is a, a powerful thing. And she's on the other side. She lives in America, actually, and she could feel my reiki. And she's like, "Wow, it's so powerful, even though the distance, you know, is so mm-hmm. great." She could feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I can't remember There's so many, so many other issues. Oh, psoriasis was one of the next ones I did after Emily, my daughter and that was about trapped anger anger from being a child when he couldn't stand up to his older brother and then he broke his leg uh in his 20s and the pain in his knee which was where he broke his leg pain in his knee was so great his subconscious mind had come up with this cunning plan of i need to have something to distract him from the pain Mm -hmm. so it came up with a psoriasis at the top of his plaster cast and then it spread over the whole of his body i've never seen anything quite like Mm -hmm. it it was it it was literally covered Mm -hmm. and then when he was able to understand it he was able to release that anger release the um the skin condition and just two weeks later he's on my website he's given me kind permission to to put the photographs on there of how his skin just two weeks later is already doing an incredible job of healing mm-hmm. so it, it, it's just incredible and and then again from his session i just thought i've got to do this more and more because and i've worked with erectile dysfunction and so many other conditions because there's always an emotion line behind the physical complaint
0: that is so so true that is incredibly true so what you are telling me is that that chemistry that alchemy of our thoughts and our emotions are is absolutely there you throw in the absolutely. feeling i totally i'm with you just to expand on what you were saying with reiki that people uh, can feel it across distance we all connected we all connected Absolutely. with energy, and um, mm-hmm. I so enjoy connecting with you because we always expand, we always look at different things, and we look at different ways of being. Won't you just mention what your uh, website address is? I will put everything in the comments. Uh, just mention what your website is so people can go and find it, please. It's
1: wellness with Rachel, R A C H E L dot co dot u k.
0: Oh, so that's quite simple, people. Just say it again. Grab your pen, write it down, people, and go and have a look.
1: It's wellness with Rachel R A C H E L dot co dot U K.
0: So, if you had to say, if there was one common pain point in your clients, what do you feel? Notice I didn't say think. What do you feel that the common pain point is?
1: pain point is that I'm not good enough, that um, it's a feeling of being somehow disconnected with everybody, that they're not, uh, they, there's part of themselves that disconnect with each, with themselves, isn't it? It's just that I'm, I'm not good enough, I can't, re- I'm, people don't relate to me, I'm different, I can't connect, it's that kind of feeling.
0: We agree. You... Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Because for me, the person has the thought. And as you so rightly said, our emotion comes from our subconscious. And that thought triggers it or the experience triggers it. And then people start feeling feelings they don't even know they're feeling. And boof, next thing you have a, a challenge. Where have you experienced in your life release apart from your daughter knowing that you are way more than enough, that really encouraged you to keep moving on and to create a difference in other people's lives.
1: I think every session I have with a client makes me feel that, oh my goodness, I can, really can do this. This isn't a fluke. This is, you know, I'm on point. But I think for my own, when I hear from toxic relationships, that was when it was like, oh, I don't need to keep over giving and people pleasing and giving everything to away because what I actually needed to do was give all that love to me and it's not selfish,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's actually the most unselfish thing you can do because you cannot give from an empty cup and once you fill your own love, knowing that you're enough, knowing that, you know, that your needs actually matter and so it's not out there it's never about the out there it's always about the within mm-hmm. when you go within everything changes yes. it can it's just so powerful and i don't think words really can describe how powerful that is because when you nurture yourself you've got so much more you can give other people because you don't feel depleted do you you don't feel that you've given everything away and it's like we keep breathing out you can't do that infinitely so when you fill your own cup up, you you feel it's like putting your own mask on first. I know that's an old cliche, isn't it? When um, in an aircraft, you put your own mask on first, and they tell you that for a reason. Because if you can't breathe, you're no good to anybody else, and it's the same thing. By filling yourself up, you're able to help more people.
0: That is beautiful, Rachel. Where did you watch, either your parents or a close a person who's close to you? People pleasing and not filling their cup up—that gave you the belief that you shouldn't do the same. Are you able to share that with us? Yeah, I think
1: it's my mum. She used to say, "It doesn't matter about me; it's about you two, meaning me and my sister. Um, so she didn't. She stays at home. She got a job part time. Eventually, selling advertising at home um and she sort of like i live my life through you that's what she used to say so that was part of it my sister was quite um i don't really know what the word is but she was more more difficult than i was i think you know she was quite able to do, to sort of do the temper tantrums as a two-year-old and she's four years younger than me so she kind of knew how to get attention by st- st- stomping her feet and doing all that sort of stuff so while she was doing that I learned to be that good girl because then um, you know if I'm the good child then it, I I'm easier to deal with because they're dealing with the sister and her temper tantrums and stuff you know when she was a kid and I think as well when my session revealed that my sister used to bite herself when when she was little and then scream blue murder And then i used to get the blame so my little subconscious mind was like you've really got to be the good kid because then maybe somebody will believe you that it's not you biting your sister and you know that pattern was still continuing of me being that people pleaser and the good kids because that was the role i'd learned and and it's so difficult or or weird actually to actually understand that you know you're still playing that part Mm -hmm. and i Actually, that reminds me of that client that I helped with chronic lung condition. She was the youngest of twelve children, and her subconscious mind believed that she needed to be ill in order to get attention. Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, and she was still playing it, even subconsciously, it's not a conscious decision, but so that's where her chronic lung condition came from. And when she really understood that, she was like, I so don't need this anymore. And she was actually able to breathe better at the end of the session. She said she could hold her breath and she was just in tears about how different she felt. So we just carry on playing those, the same old roles that we did as children, but actually we can rewrite that. And that's so magical when you actually understand where those patterns came from and you can change them. So that was my pattern of being that people pleaser, over giving, and it doesn't matter about me, you know, my mum and dad perhaps arguing downstairs and I used to get a a reading book out and sort of squirrel myself away, um, kind of hidden, let's be that invisible child, you know, so that's where it all came from. Um, And I think, yeah, and it was about me not sort of sharing an opinion. Even at school, I wasn't really like, I didn't feel like I could sort of say who my favourite pop group was. It was like, who do you like? Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> yes. Because it was, I just felt so bland. Mm-hmm. So let's just blend into the wall, and then, you know, I can't be roll That was basically, and that sounds so silly, but that is really how it felt. That I just did not have a voice. I just didn't yes. feel I had a voice at all. felt shut down. But, I mean, that wasn't anybody's fault. That was just my own
0: um take on the world really without without being able to rationalize it that's just what happened it's part of your journey you know what intrigued Mm -hmm. me was how you followed the whisper you went to the college you got marissa pierce's course you worked with your daughter which brought you to the realizations you've just shared us with shared with us Mm -hmm. shared us with shared with us and uh (laughs) Following that whisper is so so important, it's an in- integral part of creating our story. So, yes, please, it wasn't a whisper, it was a, it was a shout. <laughs> was a... I really felt it
1: was a you know, it was something that spoke to me like nothing else had, and it was just even though it was more money than I could really afford at the time, it just felt there was something inside me, I've got to do this, but when I've got to do this, but when, and it was going on night and day, and I just thought, this is driving me nuts, I've got to do it, so that, it wasn't a whisper, it was, a, <laughs> it was bells and whistles.
0: It was a <laughs> megaphone, <laughs> <Just> a <laughs> it was a megaphone, that is so beautiful, <laughs> I love Maybe it. Maybe it was because I had
1: sort of suppressed myself so much, yes. that there was, there was that for, say Rachel just get out there when are you going to start playing this game of being who you really are I think that's what it was you know being (laughs) you sort of held myself back for such a long time that like the floodgates are just you know it's now it's time for just
0: get over yourself so that is basically if I'm correct what you offer your clients and people who wish to work with you is that journey of get out of yourself go within yep. to get out of yourself yes before we end yes. please share one thing that makes your day sparkle and shine that empowers you to help your clients without draining you dry oh <laughs> oh. Well,
1: <laughs> oh what do i do apart from that, it's because that really does set me on fire. I love it. It gives me so much more energy and passion. I just love it because it's just freeing somebody. But apart from that, it's I suppose it's in the morning. It's giving myself reiki, um, just to sort of a few minutes of just calm, maybe a bit of journaling, things like that, that just sort of set me up for the day and just write my thoughts down. And yeah, it's just that really: a cup of coffee in the morning, a bit of reiki and just
0: to set myself up for the day. But but working with clients just sets me on fire. I love it. I absolutely understand that. Thank you so much. So what you are describing to us is self-love, giving yourself self-love. And people, that is so, so important rachel it's been such a privilege to share with you people check out the show notes check out what rachel has to offer you to help your day sparkle and shine and um tune in again next week and uh, thank you so much rachel i so appreciate you if you'd like to know more and follow the podcast please join us at janine and rachel Thank you for helping us create Sparkle and Shine in our day. Have a good one, everybody.
1: Thank you so much, Janine. It's been a pleasure.
0: Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you.